Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. I'm happy you can join us today. Now, this is episode number 32, recorded on Tuesday, September the 3rd, 2019, from Citizen Square. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Josh Gale, who is the executive director of the Just Neighbors Interfaith Homeless Network. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Well, Josh, I'm not sure that a lot of citizens know what the Just Neighbors Interfaith Homeless Network is. Uh, as we were talking before we got on the air, uh, it's kind of uh, uh, Fort Wayne's best kept secret. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the organization? I, I think what we do is relatively uh, simple and we keep it pretty narrow. Um, we are advocates for families in crisis. Um, so if for those citizens here that are in need, we're there for them in their time of need. Uh, one of the examples I use a lot is uh, a lot of your listeners, you, me, um, we've been through enough in life, we've lost you know, parents and, and children, jobs, peace and security, and how important was an advocate in that time, right? Not necessarily somebody to fix something, but to listen, right? So what I say that we are and what we do, we are advocates for families in crisis. We just so happen to have a homeless shelter. Uh, we can lose, it, it, would be, it would be a terrible tragedy, we can lose our building today and it wouldn't change who we are, right? We are here for those who are in need in Fort Wayne. Last year we housed 263 people here. Uh, we're a family shelter, we're able to keep families entirely together. Now, when you say you, you housed over 200, uh, what was the average length of stay? Was it just overnight or? Average length of stay is 30 days. Oh, 30 and, days. Right. And what's even more impressive, I think, with that number is that 94% in those 30 days went to stable housing. Nationally, the average is about half of that. What makes us unique is that person-to-person compassionate approach. Um, not that you know we don't have other organizations doing fantastic things. We just choose to focus on that. Well, I think maybe that's maybe you can get into this a little bit more. There's certainly a lot of misconceptions out there about who the homeless are. Sure. There's a, I think a stigma that exists uh, where people think uh, when they think of homeless individuals they have visions of people sleeping in the subways of New right. York and that type of thing and obviously it's a lot more complicated than that could you delve right. into that a little bit yeah I would love to I, we have to give a perspective on homelessness that we're not normally getting um, there's most of our homeless population doesn't fit into that stereotype even when they do they deserve compassion love and concern but nationally the average age of a homeless person is nine years old the vast majority of homeless people in this nation are kids. In our public school system last year, there were 1.4 million homeless kids registered for services. Just here locally, right here in our area, 1,944. So you're talking thousands of kids, plus your aunts and uncles and parents, and the amount that these kids are abused during their time of homelessness is incredible. Just in Indiana, it's 92% either physically or sexually abused in their time of homelessness. So for us in housing people somewhere that's safe, where they can be and thrive and go on to the next step is incredibly crucial. We're preventing some of these things uh, from happening, right? I mean, and that is what will address homelessness long-term. We have to do it now and we have to do it with and understand who they are. 
and understand who, who we're talking about. Now, there are a number of uh, projects and initiatives out there where we are trying to collaborate with one another. Uh, your organization is one of them, mm -hmm. obviously. But we deal with the rescue mission. We deal with the Salvation Army. We deal with a number of other social service agencies. Uh, is there one, one initiative that sticks out that you think is really um, uh, stellar as sure. far as, as meeting the needs? Absolutely. I, something from last year that we're continuing into this winter was incredibly crucial, new, and unique, and was supported by your office, was our winter contingency <laughs> plan. Right, uh, A major gap in services in Fort Wayne is, is emergency shelter housing for single women right? that might not have uh, children with them that don't have substance abuse issues or court order places to be or already in a program. We just simply don't have a lot of that. Uh, some places kind of stretch what they have to meet some of those needs, but we can't. So last year, your office supported us starting as a group of agencies. We had 11 organizations working together on this, which I think is very unique, which was awesome to be a part of. Um, all coming together to house these women when the temperatures were, I mean, it was like 40 to below, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, during that time, for a few months to house them, we had 18 individual women. 17 ended up in programs. Four were re reunited with family. Um, so some of the misconception, and it's different for men and women or where people are in their homeless mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. journey, um, but one of the misconceptions is that we can't have people then in programs and build onto their lives and get onto the next chapter. Mm -hmm. They just need to maybe have a place to lay their head. And, and so your office definitely supported us in, in doing that and in this coming year too. Well, I know from my readings and from my travels, and, and you too, I know you go out and meet with your peers uh, talk about best practices and what uh, what's working in some cities, what's not working. Mm -hmm. Have you run across any particular program that you think that perhaps we're not doing in Fort Wayne or we are doing but could do better to really help uh, um, the needs of the homeless? Sure. As soon as we're done here, I leave for Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. um, there's a number of programs in Ohio that have done really well, but I, I want to underscore how well I think we're doing in Fort Wayne. Now, we look at it, there's a lot more to do, there's more things we can do, there's ways that we can improve. Um, we want to pick up some of the things we see in like Columbus and Cincinnati of mm -hmm. rapid resolution. Uh, we might not necessarily need somebody either in a program mm -hmm. or um, using a housing voucher. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are these things that we can stop before they start? Mm -hmm. um, we talk a lot about affordable housing. Mm -hmm. I try not to. Mm -hmm. Affordability is one aspect of housing. Think of your house and where you live and where I live. Mm -hmm. It's not just that I can afford it. It's close to my work and I can keep mm -hmm. my job and it's not too much on gas and my kids can go to the same school. We want to talk about adequacy in housing beyond mm -hmm. affordability. Um, and I think a lot of communities are doing that. That's something that we want to bring. Um, your office too with block grant funds, mm -hmm. with our CDBG funds, uh, supported a new program with Just Neighbors for outreach case management to ju do just that. Um, sit down and have coffee and how did this get to that situation and what calls can I make for you? I think we can offer a lot of resources but if I could say look Tom I can let me call uh, talk to this person you call them back that's huge that's being an advocate and, and those are the things we're supporting in Fort Wayne. Joshua do you, do you find and again these are simply comments that I've heard along the way are a significant amount of our homeless uh, are they veterans? 
Um, we've done an incredibly good job with and through the VA here of attaching ourselves to veterans. Um, there are units and beds that aren't necessarily being filled here. Um, it's a complicated, I mean, there's, there's permanent supportive housing and different aspects that are involved in it. Um, but I love watching the VA. We just had a meeting a couple weeks ago, um, making sure that every veteran is, is attached to services and is currently being served. And our answer out of that meeting was yes. We're, we're finding the veterans that are here, um, getting them to services, and we have even more services than what are currently being used. I also hear that uh, there are a certain percentage of the homeless uh, who are there by choice, that they are somewhat uh, nomadic in nature, uh, mm -hmm. that they don't like uh, an established uh, environment where there are rules and regulations and and the laws and so on, and they like to be able to move around. They like that that that, that freedom. Uh, do you find that as as being true? I, I don't know if we can assign that to be true or not. I think the larger discussion to have is trauma responses. Mm. Um, when we talked about this, right, with with a lot of the kids in Indiana and definitely nationally being abused while they're homeless. Mm -hmm. um, coming across issues of poverty and abuse there, uh, generational issues of trauma, um, that affects the way that people interact with each other. You and I do that too. We th I mean, there's certain things in our life that kind of just bring up some sure. of this. Um, if you've had 50 years of abuse and trauma, one of the examples that I sometimes use is uh, we had a resident in our shelter that was furious that the water pressure was not high enough in the shower. Now, people could say, well, she, she, she wants to be homeless, she's ungrateful, she, mm -hmm. no, she's traumatized. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, sure, maybe we can say some people like to have, you know, we want to be outside. Mm -hmm. When I was in Philadelphia, this is where I started working with, uh, with the homeless. I'm not from Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. uh, moved here about a year and a half ago. Um, one person said, I'm one of the last free people in the city. Um, but if you spend time talking, it is... Um, you know, they grew up in, in, in a house that had serious drug abuse issues, mm -hmm. alcoholism, uh, moving from one home to the other, um, and you start to understand why people do what they do. So I, uh, it's a good question. I think on the surface people see that a lot, but I want us to know more about what's going on beyond it. What is influencing some of those, um, some of those statements? Well, there's no question that you have a, a wealth of knowledge in this area. So. Your, your commitment, your passion toward uh, social work in general uh, is, is truly admirable. And I, I've known about Just Neighbors for quite some time, and I knew your predecessor very well. Uh, but what about the future for Just Neighbors? Do you have uh, a vision that you can share with us as far as where you want to go in the future? Sure. I want to focus and continue to focus on prevention. And I, I really don't intend... Uh, to see us expand square footage. I don't mm -hmm. think it's our value to your city. Um, I, I don't see that as the main thing that we have to offer. Um, the more people that we have, and these are the positions that we're adding, and the block grant funds from, uh, from your office are supporting this, um, is specifically to sit down and address primary issues, not secondary or tertiary ones. That's where housing comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, housing is not something that causes homelessness. Unemployment is not what causes homelessness. It's disconnection from each other. Mm -hmm. So where uh, the vision that we have that we all share at Just Neighbors and the steps forward is there. Uh, 
we need to make sure that we connect people to the broader society that's here, the workforce, education, healthcare. Um, really, in a lot of cases, the homeless don't need our money. What they need is the connections that we have. And so where we expand in our vision is definitely going to be there. What about your funding in general? Uh, where does your primary funding come from? And if there are citizens out there who, who would like to help you financially, how can, mm. how can they be in a position to do that? Sure. We're easy to find online. Um, I, we have a pretty good mix of different kinds of funding, either state funding or, or local foundations, individuals. I want to focus more on how individuals can support us going forward because they can see it. You know, it, the number one way to support what we do is to learn. It's not even to donate. It's not even until you get to time and talent treasures, those things. Mm -hmm. If we know what a homeless person is or looks like, knows their name and their story, that's something that changes Fort Wayne. Um, donations are fantastic and allows us to do that, and, and I want our citizens to be able to do this. Um, but the main thing anybody can do is learn. Learn about immigration, learn about your city, learn about your neighbors. Um, one of the examples that I hear a lot, because I think they just made a movie about it, was that Christmas Day truce. Did mm -hmm. you see that? Yes. Right? One of the, one of the problems that, um, that commanders had was that when people eat together, they lose the will to fight. Right. And we just so happen to work in the homeless field, social services, um, the main way to give is to learn. And I, I truly, I'm not just saying that I really believe that. You, I, I can tell that you do. <laughs> your, again, your passion uh, is pretty evident in the way you, you speak about um, Just Neighbors, and that's, that's refreshing. The, I want to go back just for a second to your collaboration and cooperation with other social service agencies. Sure. Uh, we have, you know, we're blessed in Fort Wayne to have hundreds of organizations mm -hmm. that try to um, help our citizens uh, meet one need or another. Uh, are, you, are you finding that uh, there is uh, the kind of cooperation and collaboration mm -hmm. in our city that we have to have? I, I think there is. It's an area that always can be approved, but I've lived in a number of cities doing this kind of work, um, and this is the most collaborative, least siloed city that I've seen. Good. Now, people who've always lived here and worked here don't necessarily believe that, but in my experience, it is. So in addition to being the executive director of Just Neighbors, I also chair our planning council on homelessness for, um, for our nine-county region of, of Northeast Indiana, and it is primarily a collaborative group to talk about our current projects and what are the things that we can all do together. Uh, of the places I, I mean, you can sit in this in this room and we're all donors of each other's agencies. We volunteer at each other's places, um, get drinks after work together right. and call each other on cell phones. So I think being in, in that in that room and watching how we will all pitch in with each other is, is a pretty major, uh, pretty major thing. Josh, is do you have a website or you know, do you have an office people can go to? Or? Sure, ihnfamily.org. Ihnfamily.org. Okay. Uh, search just neighbors on Google, you can find us there. Uh, but give us a call. I, I think if people have questions, and I've, I field these questions a lot, and so do our staff, uh, just call. If I've said something in this podcast that you don't believe, that you might have maybe seen something different, um, let's just call and talk about it, and that's, that's what we do. That's fantastic. It really is. I, I hope that the listeners picked up a lot 
more information than they had before because this truly is uh, a tremendous offering for our community. So often people think that uh, uh, nothing is done to address um, the homeless situation in our community, so it's very refreshing to, to hear what you've had to say, and I truly admire the work that you do. But unfortunately, our time is up for today. Uh, Joshua, thank you so much for sharing all this valuable and important information. Uh, it, is, it is so, again, so important that our, our citizens realize what we have sure. and how blessed we are in this community. Uh, before we go, you know, again, I'd like to ask you to, uh, um, to repeat your uh, web address and uh, any other way that our listeners can get hold of you. Sure. Um, IHNfamily.org. Uh, it's easy to Google us, find us online. Uh, being 2019, I don't know our phone number. I should by now. You would, you would think by now I would know it. It's just a button in my phone. Um, I understand. Easily found online and get a hold of us there. Very good. Well, it's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. I want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in today. So this is Mayor Tom Henry. Have a great rest of your day.